TCL is a proud sponsor of the Score North Studios. TCL, America's fastest-growing TV brand. It's the Score North Twin Show. It sure is the Score North AL Central Champions Twins Show, live from Bombasota, the land of 10,000 rakes. Rami Makloff, Derek Wetmore in the TCL Broadcast Studios, talking some twins with you. And uh, you're hearing this on scorenorth.com, Score North app, wherever you get your podcasts. And Derek, one week from today, when we do this show, am I correct in saying that you, sir, will be in Florida covering spring training wow. for us here at Score North wow. of those Minnesota Twins. There might be a little bit of editing magic that goes into mm-hmm. our Tuesday show. Yeah. A uh, quick on-air planning meeting. Yeah. We're, we might have to pre-tape Tuesday's show because I will be, uh, let's see, I think that's a travel day, and the Twins start their workout. So anyways, long way of saying, this is our last show together in the studio, Rami, until I go to Southwest Florida and work on this uh, this tannish bronze complexion a little bit. Do you... Do you tan? I Dude, feel like no. you just burn. Dude, yes. I feel like your fry. Your Nordic skin just fries in the sun. <laughs> I feel it's like what happens. Two shades. <laughs> this white <laughs> and tickle me Elmo pink. Those are my two colors. There aren't varying shades no. of red or Sorry. pink. It's just one shade of red Sorry or pink. Sorry to disappoint. Okay. No, right. it's just straight up fried. So that being said, you being the intrepid reporter that you are, diligent worker that you are for us here at Score North, as our Score North, as our Score North Twins reporter, and you can read his work at scorenorth.com and the Score North app, you've compiled a list of the topics or questions that are or should be burning in the minds of Twins fans right now as it pertains to the 2020 season. At least they're burning in my mind. I am thoroughly impressed wow. by, if nothing else... The volume of this list. Yeah, that's right. Well, that you put together, sir. Uh, peel back the curtain. You have 60 ideas to turn out two columns. So that's kind of where I'm at with this. And based on this list, what do I get? One column out of this? And I, think I was it's probably one. I was thinking, since you sent this to me, I would just cherry pick a few of the more yes. intriguing or interesting questions and topics that you have on here. Yeah, man. We well, can discuss to preview spring training. Yeah, the reason I sent it to you is because, like, I think I need your help, your guidance, your veteran leadership in what are the stories that you can just cut on the editing floor because you can't write them all. What are the ones that need to be written and talked about and discussed at length in podcast form um, for the Score North Twin Show and for scorenorth.com, all that stuff. This is sort of my Fort Myers prep. So thank you for being a part of it. This is just, this is the whole, this is the whole, like there's stuff that's going to end up on the cutting room floor. Has to. This is all the footage that you're shooting, so to speak. That's right. Ahead of spring training. And you're the director. And then you'll edit, we'll edit together and uh, we'll get it down to the, the, necessary things that we need to know about the Minnesota Twins heading into spring training 2020. The first one on your list I like. Homer Bailey Twins betting on Splitter. This sounds familiar to me, Derek Wetmore. I feel like they've been down this road before with mixed results, I would say, right? In terms of bringing in a guy and betting on the Splitter and that you can make him a better pitcher in part using that Splitter. Like betting on the repertoire, I guess. They're, They're sort of looking at Homer Bailey, and this is why I wrote that little footnote in there. Um... I don't even remember what I wrote on this prep sheet, so I'm I'm hoping I didn't write anything that's he, not supposed to come onto the air. I won't bring those up. He said uh, <laughs> you said he's the latest in the Anibal Perez line, so Anibal Sanchez and and Martin Perez. Sure, yeah, that that lines up because I was just gonna say that the Twins are basically betting on the last oh dozen starts that Homer Bailey made in 2019, and not only saying that's a pretty good pitcher, we'd sign that guy, but they're saying, and if you if you talk to him. 
about their thinking about Homer Bailey. And this is why, to me, it's a fascinating column or radio show, whatever. I think that they're saying not only can this guy be this good over a full season or close to this good, we think he can be better based on the the raw abilities. It's just fascinating to me, Rami, that in baseball in 2020, we are now circling guys mid-career and saying, oh, this dude could break out. He just needs the right environment around him. Credit to the Twins for creating that environment, but I'm not so sure how it's always going to work out. We talked about this in the past about, are you 100% sure that you're going to get this guy right? Um, I do appreciate like the confidence and the borderline arrogance that they showed with Martin Perez of, well, I know he had a six ERA last year, but wait till he gets into our system. But they made him look like they made him look like Cy Young for half a season, briefly. The question that you're going to have, and if, then he looked like Martin Perez. Exactly. For the rest of the if, season. if this works for Homer Bailey, are we going to be sitting back and going, okay? But show me that it can it can keep working. That this is sustainable. Here's where the Twins deserve credit. In that a year ago when they signed Martin Perez, we laughed and we laughed and we laughed and we said, really? This is your big pitching move. And given what you just said, that they sort of worked some magic actually on Martin Perez, you know, got the fastball up to 95 from the left side. Wow. And added a little cut that worked for a bit, at least. I think that the the changes, whether they were mechanical or process, whatever, that they made to Perez has sort of bought them a little bit of benefit of the doubt that they didn't have a year ago that now we're not saying, ha, Homer Bailey? We're saying, okay, I, well, I Homer, can see Homer it if Bailey, I squint. Homer Bailey coming in in his defense, and in all fairness, has a better track record than Martin Perez. Yes. Like, they're starting for the, the starting point is higher than it was with Martin Perez. Yeah, I don't disagree So you that. hope that the ceiling is higher and... and We'll more see. importantly, that it's more sustainable we'll than see. it was with Martin. At the very Perez. least, I like your point. The floor should be higher. Right. The next uh, item on your list that I highlighted uh, is bullpenning could work for this group. Like, to what extent are we talking about bullpenning working for this group, Derek? Weapon? Well, how many starters do they have right now? And how many are you super confident if you wrote their name in pen for that first turn through the rotation in late March, early April? Like, who, who are you feeling great about right now? I You and I have talked about this at length. I guess I'm coming at this from a different angle, but I'll ask you the question. Who do you feel good about in the starting rotation right now? Like three guys? Okay, three. Barrios, Odorizzi. I'm even struggling to come up with the third right now. I'm having well, a probably Homer cramp. Bailey. Homer Bailey, yeah. I guess. Those are the three guys you have to start your rotation to start the season, like set in stone. And then after that, we're talking injury. guys like Randy Dobnik. Lewis Thorpe, mm-hmm. Devin Smeltzer. Mm-hmm. Um, I would have thought Brewster Gratterall. While you're waiting we'll for see. Pineda and Rich Hill to yep, come back to yep, the rotation. Yep, totally. Add uh, Jolice Chassin to this list now, by the way, of guys who you're like, maybe. You say Jolice? Jolice. I said, okay, we're close. What are you? Soft J. So Jolice. Jolice Chassin. Jolice. That's what I thought it was, it too. Was, it was a debate when I was in Milwaukee and he was there yeah. constantly of, is it Jolice? What did Craig Council say? Is it Jolice, like a harder J, or is it Yolice? It's, I don't think it's Yolice. A lot of people are saying Yolice. Really? Okay. And people were doing that in Milwaukee, too. I don't, know, I don't know that we ever got a definitive answer okay. on what it actually is. So Royce told me, and not that, not that he is the arbiter of how Venezuelan major leaguers pronounce their names, but Royce said he saw interviews where, where Mr. Chassin himself said Jolice. 
Now, what I can't figure out, Rami, is if this is a situation where he's like, well, most of these Americans that cover the game aren't saying this right anyway, so I'll just cave and it'll be like a like a two syllable word. Uh, Joe Lease is like a, I don't know, compound name versus what I always thought it was. And going back to the uh, the fantasy baseball days for me back when he was a prospect, Jolice Chassin was how I thought it was said. I Having said that, I'm not confident in that at all. So I'm unless not going to put any weight behind unless it. Unless I hear it from him himself, from Jolice Chassin himself, that I'm saying it wrong. I'm sticking with Jolice. Okay. Soft J, Jolice Chassin. <laughs> now that we got that out That's of the way. That's what I'm going with. He is uh, in this mix of guys who, hey, back-end starter, if it works out well for him, what? Is he like a four-and-a-half ERA guy, four ERA guy, and you know, at, at his best? Great. Then it's a good minor league signing for the Twins, and he probably makes the club, and he's in the rotation. The reason that I wrote bullpenning for this team right here, uh, Rami, is I don't know how confident you should feel about those guys. Like, I like Smeltzer. You know I like Dobnik as much or more than the next guy. And I think Lewis Thorpe has shown some things when healthy. I just... I don't think we should be thinking about this in a traditional five-man starting, roll it over, take your turn every five days, starting staff scenario. I think the Twins should and are going to be a little creative in how they think about this stuff. Hey, Devin Smeltzer, all right, you're up. One turn through, and then we're handing it off to a righty. So Get the righty-lefty like split. Maybe once every every time through the rotation, you're going with a bullpen day. You're <sighs> going with Johnny Holstaff. Possibly twice. Really? I mean, there aren't... You remember last year how they could go like three weeks without using a fifth starter? So they basically had Martin Perez just sitting out there in the bullpen, and he had a few outings, but he wasn't really that used early on. I think it's sort of... Uh, it's it's similar in that you can have the flexible um, title, starter, reliever, whatever. Mm-hmm. But this year's schedule, Rami, actually doesn't set up that well to be able to just skip turns and say, hey, all right... Uh, Let's just say Barrios, you're starting on opening day, four days off, then you get the ball. It doesn't set up that cleanly in March and April for the Twins. So, yeah, I think that they should go uh, starter one, starter two, starter three, then figure it out until you get back to starter one. If that means an opener, awesome, so be it. I'm here for it. If it means, like, tandem starts, piggyback, Randy Dobnik opens, Gratterall comes in for three, whatever. I am open to having flexible staff, and I would love to explore this in a Much like you do with the position players, you do have some flexibility there of guys in your your bullpen, and I'm putting that in air quotes, in your bullpen, who have experience as starters, or at least have been extended, and... You brought yeah. you brought up Gradwall. He was he was a starter in the minors as recently as last year. If he's part of your bullpen, you can try and get two or three innings out of him when necessary. Dobnak is a starter. If he's part of your bullpen, yeah. I mean, you, you have a lot of guys who can give you more innings, longer outings than you would normally get from from a bullpen arm. Traditional baseball fans, of which I am one, are going to hear me right now and scream, "Wetmore, you're an idiot." I think Patrick Royce, I think I hear him screaming that right now. He's running down the halls. He, theory. he got a ticket back from Fort Myers to the <laughs> Twin Cities, got on the light rail to come to the Hubbard Studios and say, what? Actually, I arranged, I arranged to patch him in from Florida just to tell you you're an idiot. Just hit that button right it's there. It's funny. I almost checked. <laughs> you were serious. I was like, oh, I should have done my Pat impression in front of Pat. Um, here's why I say this. It's okay. not just because, hey, 
they're short on starters, so well, I guess you got to do this. I'm saying it because it leans on a strength. I think their bullpen Rami is going to be so good when you talk about the depth and the upside arms. It requires people to stay healthy, of course. That's always going to be the asterisk, especially with pitching. But look at the depth of that. I don't have the list right in front of me, but just from the top of my head, you've got a qualified bullpen. Taylor Rogers, Tyler Duffy, Trevor May, Sergio Romo, Tyler Clippard, uh, Zach Littell, Cody Stashak, Brewster Gratterall, like... How far do you want to go on down this list? Right, you've got arms back there. How that sure are, are you that Gradwell is going to be full time part of this nah. this roster this year in that bullpen? Fifty fifty. Okay, I mean I could see him opening in the minors, right. and and then you're worried about innings load because he just didn't have it in sure. 2019. But you know why I want to do this because I want to guarantee Tyler Duffy gets 70 innings. I want to guarantee Trevor May gets his 65 plus. Not a hey, I hope this guy gets his. 55. I hope this guy gets his 55, and, and and hopefully we can make it work so that it's the seventh or eighth inning in a tied or one run game. No, I want the best pitchers on the staff, if I'm the Twins, to pitch the bulk of the innings. So I'm not giving a guy a starter's title just because I think, hey, he might do a job and pitch 175 bad or mediocre innings for me. Mm-hmm. Uh-uh. I know I've got this many innings. I want them filled as much as possible with my best pitchers. I just think for the Twins... A lot of those guys are in the bullpen. How do you optimize outgetting and run prevention? Is what you're saying exactly? Like I, not 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 the not the old model of a starter and a middle reliever and a closer, or yeah. even just a guy who goes out and throws 200 pitches and nine innings, if not more, if that's what his baseball team needs. That's not always the most optimal path to getting outs and preventing runs, and that's what you're talking about here. I think so. What is it? It's like 1,400 or 1,500 innings in a big league season. Perfect world. Barrios gets 200 of those. Odorizzi gets 200 of those. Homer Bailey, 175, whatever. You can't exactly draw it out like that. But my point is just, if you could draw it out like that, I don't want to limit Taylor Rogers to the ninth inning of games that you have the lead. (laughs) I want the best pitchers on the staff pitching as often as possible, uh, especially when the game is closer or hanging in the balance. All right, there. There's plenty of good stuff here on this sheet that you gave me. Literally 50 or 60 ideas about questions that you have or topics that you have heading into spring training. Just one more I want to touch on here, though, before we move on to something else. Will Donaldson pry number 20 away from Eddie Rosario? I know it doesn't matter as far as baseball goes, but I am legitimately intrigued by this because (laughs) Eddie Rosario does not seem very willing to part with number 20, Josh Donaldson made it sound at his introductory press conference as though some kind of negotiations were underway, whether those were negotiations between Donaldson and Rosario to get the number, or if the Twins told Josh Donaldson, hey, you don't have to worry about that because <laughs> Eddie Rosario isn't going to be a member of the Minnesota Twins come spring training. Wow. That was you throughout that no, reckless speculation. No, that wasn't don't, me. Don't pin that on me. What do you me. mean? Who, I thought that was you. Was that not you? Uh, Rami. Or was I'll that give Judd? You, I'll give you two examples of, of people who might make that okay, reckless speculation Judd. connection. Derek Wetmore, the modest, you know, middle-of-the-road, <laughs> sweater-wearing grandpa, 
or Judd Zulgad, who literally okay. lives yeah. and dies for reckless speculation. It was probably Judd. Okay, it was probably thank Judd, you. but he did, somebody threw that out there. <laughs> hey, Josh, don't you worry. You sign this contract, and there's going to be a 40 man move, if number you know tw- what I'm saying. Number 20 will be available. Wink, wink. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> How do you think this plays out? I'm fascinated These by it. These are two too. guys who really, really want number 20. So, my first thought, did you and I talk? I don't think you and I have talked about this. I don't think so. My first thought, I saw the press conference. You saw the bringer of rain on that day, did you not? Yeah. Three-piece, fully tailored suit, rocking it, fresh haircut, like a, you know, a Rolex on his, I don't even know if it was a Rolex. The guy was wearing more than we combined make in a year. Thank you. That's That's where I was That's all we need to say. That watch is more than my salary. Yes. And, uh... Good for him, you know. Sure, I'm. I'm not begrudging major league baseball players that make a lot of money. They should make a lot of money. They create a lot of value. Um, My point was just: Do you think if this press conference gets done and he slides that watch off his left wrist and hands it or puts it in Rosario's clubhouse stall, that the number twenty will be waiting for him in Fort Myers? That's what I thought. That was my hey. Watches trade hands, guys get numbers, especially for veterans, you tend to make accommodations. I thought, all right, this is a slam dunk. Were you along those same lines? Because that was like my immediate thought process. Yes. I just saw a tweet yesterday. Did you see this? I don't think so. Uh, Twins Communication Director. Do you see here? uh, It advances the narrative. Okay. Twins uh, Communications Director Dustin Morse Mm -hmm. sent out a tweet of Good man, friend of the show. Friend of the show, Dustin Morse, sent out the numbers for spring training of guys who had not previously been assigned. Okay. Josh Donaldson was on that list. Okay. Number 24. That is the number that he wore at the press conference for the uh, grip and grin photo op. Yep. 24, Donaldson, Twins jersey. I don't know where this goes, Rami, but I don't think it can be dismissed as a non-story. Both of these guys seem to care deeply. And Eddie Rosario said it had it had something to do with family. He didn't elaborate. Did oh, really? He, he, oh, yeah. I didn't see this. He said something about that That number has something. I th- and somebody tweeted me that his father wore it in the, oh. in the Venezuelan League or, see, or the these, Dominican League. These things matter a lot to guys. It's not just for baseball card purposes. If that carries some significant value for him, as it clearly does for Donaldson, he's Eddie Rosario has a lot of money too. Like I know he hasn't gotten the Josh Donaldson contract, but and, and more to the point, he's also got a lot of bling. He doesn't need that watch, right? Exactly. Eddie Rosario does quite well for himself in terms of converting salary into jewelry. The million dollar man Ted DiBiase always said, "Everyone has their price." This might be one instance where Eddie Rosario does not have a price, <laughs> so I don't. He might not have a price for number twenty. Literally, no idea where this goes, but I, I actually had forgotten that I put it on the notes sheet. I'm curious, man. I'm legitimately it's curious. A story. It doesn't matter as far as it's baseball a story. goes, but I'm curious how that plays out. Or does it? If if this is a little rift in the clubhouse, this is the kind of thing that, that, that Judd... That would be the dumbest rift in the history of Major League Baseball clubhouses. Trust me, there have been dumber. Okay, I was going to say, there have probably been dumber. <laughs> but our mutual friend, Judd Zolgad, just wrote a story about this on, on scorenorth.com. It was before I included this on the note sheet. So, just for the proof, great minds think alike. Judd beat me to the punch on this one. And I don't know where it's going to go, Rami. I'm just saying... Josh Donaldson did say during his inter- introductory press conference, he is good or he enjoys setting a winning atmosphere, putting out, uh, like helping to create an environment, foster an environment in which guys can thrive. Sounds a lot like Rocco last year. Mm-hmm. He went on to say in the same breath 
some it's a long season, and sometimes guys' feathers get ruffled a little bit, and that's okay. As long as we're all on the same page, you're all staying true to yourself, and we have the shared goal of winning. I'm paraphrasing a little bit. He was probably more eloquent than me, but I'm just saying. Clubhouse dynamics do matter over the course of a seven-month grind when you include spring training and hopefully October for the Twins. It's something to keep an eye on, and Judd seems to agree based on the fact that he uh, he posted it to scorenorth.com and the Scorenorth app. Planning to buy a new boat this year? Glenn Perkins here from my friends at Nelson Marine. The Nelson Marine difference is about customer service and a knowledgeable team of sales and service pros. Two large showrooms filled with an impressive inventory of the best brands in the business. London Crestliner Fishing Boats, South Bay Pontoons powered by Yamaha, Suzuki, Mercury, and Evinrude. Nelson Marine has been creating happy customers for 75 years. Visit their showroom on Highway 61 in White Bear Lake online at nelsonmarine.biz. Hey, Scornorth listeners, it's Phil Mackey here for Federated Mutual Insurance Company, which is here to give business owners that peace of mind that you need when you've built a company with your blood, your sweat, your tears, maybe not your blood, but whatever, like you built a company and you want your insurance team to be ready with a game plan that helps you recover if needed, recover smoothly so you can get on with running your business. Federated has a century of experience in helping business owners. You can find out more about the industries Federated protects at their website, federatedinsurance.com. And remember, Federated Insurance, it's their business to protect yours. All right, one baseball thing I came across that is not on your list that I want to touch on here. And by the way, your list is very, very good. If Let's you re- add it to the list. If you really want me to, I can I can cross a few things off of here that I think are not as good as the rest, but no, dude, I think they're like, all good. That's like 10 shows right there. Well, you said you wanted me to edit. I don't, I don't know how, <laughs> how serious you were about that. I could help you edit, but there isn't a lot I would honestly cross off of there. Okay. Tell me the ones that you'll cut, but do it off the mic so off as not mic. to hurt my feelings. Yes, absolutely. But ESPN.com, uh, their their MLB page, they had one stat that will shape every American League team in 2020. That was the basis of this column. And they get to the Minnesota Twins, and the number is 44. That's the number of home runs that Twins catchers combined hit last year between Jason Castro and, of course, Mitch Garver. And they talk about that a little bit. By the way, that was a uh, – I didn't know – I don't know if I didn't know this or just forgot this. That was a record for the catcher position yep. uh, in the history of this league. But Did it tie a record or set a new record? Um, I, I, know, I know it was up there. I mean, Garver – Sheesh. The previous record was 43, shared by uh, the 97 Dodgers, 99 Mets, and uh, 53 Dodgers, and 2003 Braves. But they they go on to look at the bigger picture in terms of the home run and the role that it played for the Minnesota Twins last year, 307, a Major League Baseball record. And they go on to say that they've brought most of those guys back and added Josh Donaldson. The question... They ask, what happens if the super happy fun baseball doesn't return in 2020? It's worth noting that no team had a higher year-to-year increase in home runs than the Twins, and by a large margin. Last year, they uh, they went up 141 home runs from the previous season in home runs. The next closest team was my Cubs, who saw an 89 home run increase from uh, 2018 to 2019. How How concerned are you that they won't be able to rely on the long ball as much this year as they have in past years. I'm not. At all? No. Okay. And um, I should preface that by saying for, for new listeners of the show, if this is your first Score North AL Central Champions Twin Show, welcome. welcome. How are you? First of all, great to be talking with you. you. Hope been? you're well. Um, see a lot in 2020, we hope. But longtime listeners will be able to say... I'm like the cautious one, right? I'm I'm conservative. I'm right sure. down the I've never had a hot take in my life. You were not 
in favor of cutting the brakes on the Bomba bus last season. Oh, You're I, not a brake cutter. I supported your decision. Okay. Um, I sort of gave you... You the, wouldn't have done it yourself. That's right. Okay. Never. All right. <laughs> it's a safety hazard. Yeah. And I am... <laughs> I am of the, the mind. That's the most Derek thing you've ever seen. said. It's a safety hazard. <laughs> Actually, that's being saved as a drop as we speak. Um, so here's where I'm at with this, because I think the Twins are going to hit fewer home runs this year. But I think relative to the rest of the league, the Twins will still be one of the best home run hitting teams. I don't see any way that's not the case. Nelson Cruz, Miguel Sano. Josh Donaldson, for crying out loud. Max Kepler. Um, Eddie Rosario. Unless he gets traded to clear his number, like right. you are suggesting and Judd has suggested for a couple weeks on this show. I'm not saying that's why they do it. Just maybe they told Josh Donaldson, hey, we're trading Eddie Rosario. Yeah, Don't worry about 20. Maybe it's the primary reason, if not the only reason. That would be a great reason to trade again. <laughs> so, like, look... I think that the Twins are going to have an amazing offense. I, I, I don't see any way that's not the case. And I, I that's why I started by saying I don't do hot takes. Like It's just not really my thing. I'm Even if I have a hot take— Also, you burn easily, as yeah, we laid out to start the show. super dangerous right. for yeah. me. I wear sunscreen indoors, <laughs> which is the second most Derek Wetmore thing I've ever said in my life. I just don't think there's any way that the Twins fall off this regression cliff that some people are warning about. Yeah, they had one of the biggest jumps. You know why? Like, Max Kepler went from being bah to— Awesome. Miguel Sano came back and was healthy. They also added over 100 home runs with Nelson, Nelson Cruz, Cruz, CJ Crone, Jonathan yeah. Scope. I mean, granted, some of this was the baseball, which is a bouncy ball last year. Uh, our friend, uh, friend of the show, Trevor Plouffe, called it the turbo ball. <laughs> Whatever you're calling it, it's clear that balls were leaving the park at a much higher rate than they have at any point in MLB history. Okay. True, but if they go back to a, uh, let's call it a less lively ball, a ball that has a little bit more aerodynamic drag in 2020, they're not only going to do that for Twins hitters. You don't have to win games by hitting 307 home runs. You win games by scoring more runs than the other team. And I think the Twins are going to do that a lot in 2020. I get the um, warnings of regression here, totally. Hey, Max Kepler, maybe he comes back a little bit. Maybe even, I'm knocking on wood here with this one, maybe Mitch Garver comes down a little bit. I just don't see a way in which all these talented bats, this incredible offensive firepower that the Twins have, is not one of the best offenses in baseball this year. So I don't care how many home runs their backup catcher is going to hit. This ESPN article is not the first to bring up, like, what happens to the Twins' offense if we're not using the juicy baseball anymore? I've had this conversation with other people here at Score North, with Twins fans out and about, and my response has been this. They hit the ball farther, harder, and longer than anybody in Major League Baseball last year and did that more often than anybody in Major League Baseball last year. Do that again, Mm -hmm. and yes, some of those balls may not leave the ballpark that did last year, but hitting the ball far and hard and fast and often, you will score more runs than the other teams. Like, whether it's going over the wall or not. Yes, that's my hot take. Whether it's going (laughs) over the wall or not, you you hit the ball hard, fast, and far, more consistently than other baseball teams, you'll win. You're all using the same baseball. 
You're all using the same right. baseball. So the same physics that applied to the Twins scoring more runs than teams last year applies with whatever baseball that they're using this year. Let's say they go from 307 team home runs to 281. And from first in MLB history to, like, third in the majors in 2020. you telling me you wouldn't take that offense? That's a great offense. I don't... <laughs> I don't want to get too on the side of, you know, you're missing the underlying factors here of why the Twins rose up, because part of the, them rising up might well have been like the baseball helped them. And if there is a drop-off in offense this year, I don't know about you, I'm not blaming it on the baseball. It won't be because sure. of the baseball. So, sometimes guys come back to earth just naturally. It happens, especially guys who had pop-up years. I will say that. We don't know who was a pop-up year in 2019 and who is a legit stud offensively. We think we have a pretty good guess. I mean, Nelson Cruz, Josh Donaldson, I'd put my money on Miguel Sano. But, you know, for as as much as I touted him as, you know, future all-star Mitch Garver all of last summer on this here show, Rami, you know, we've only seen one awesome offensive season from Mitch Garver. So I'm curious to see what happens there. Max Kepler, Jorge Polanco, um, Byron Buxton, giant question mark for the Twins. I could see them coming back. I just can't see them falling flat on their face and disappearing to the point that they're not one of the best offenses in baseball. I shouldn't say if there's an if there's a drop off in offensive production, I won't blame it on the baseball. If there's a drop off relative to the rest of the league, I get you. Home runs yeah. are probably going to go down across baseball. Well, we'll see. Especially if they change the baseball to what they were using in the maybe, postseason last maybe year. Maybe your guy Robbie Manford wants more home runs. That's possible. And they put a bouncy ball in the middle of it now. You never know what that guy is thinking. Because Literally never. He is an anti-baseball agent working from the inside. <laughs> he hates the sport, and he's trying to kill it. I just, yeah, I, I don't think that they're going to fall back, just to repeat myself. But um, if the baseball changes and their offensive numbers goes down, you know what else that helps? Twins pitching. They will give up fewer home runs this year. The whole object of the game is is using the same rules as everybody else, unless you're the Astros, using the same rules as everybody else, score more runs than the other team. And I think that the Twins are going to be well-positioned to do that in 2020. That's my hot take. More Score North Twins show coming up throughout the week. Next time you and I talk, though, Derek, you will be in Fort Myers, Florida, for Twin Spring training with this sheet of burning questions that you have about the 2020 Minnesota Twins. We'll continue to work down that sheet. You'll continue to work on columns off of that sheet. Folks can read those at scorenorth.com or the Score North app. That's how you can listen to this show as well, or go to Spotify, Apple, wherever you download your podcast. And we'll have a bunch of stuff on Twitter and Instagram, at Score North, S-K-O-R North, and at Derek Wetmore, D. E-R-E-K-W-E-T-M-O-R-E. So subscribe for the latest from Twin Spring Training. Rate. Give us those five-star ratings. Leave your comments and uh, show us your love. And we'll continue to show our love for you and the Minnesota Twins here on the Score North AL Central Champions Twins Show, live from Bombasota, the land of 10,000 rakes. And uh, we'll talk to you next time. He knows you once ate an entire sheet cake. He knows your selfie life isn't your real life. He knows what goes down on the DMs. Shouldn't you know your dog better? Now you can learn his inner secrets with Embark, the highest-rated dog DNA test. Unlocking over 350 breeds and screening for over 215 genetic health risks. Go to EmbarkVet.com and use promo code DNA, that's DNA, to get $60 off an Embark Breed and Health Kit or Purebred Kit with free shipping. That's promo code DNA to save today.